everybody uh really quick just wanted to let you guys know um damn 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 this is like the last shot we got for like you know net neutrality and literally this is all you have to do just text resist to 50409 that's it just do that do that with the last day we got left of this and hopefully hopefully we don't lose it second um if you don't know of him shame on you i'm assuming you i'm assuming you do but if you don't go on soundcloud as you probably are right now you can pause this you can listen to this later a friend of mine music by ray he just dropped a project called felon fall do yourself a favor and just cruise to that because it's a it's a hell of a project born here in tucson arizona it's a beautiful thing check it out it's amazing um besides that if you're still here the podcast is with watchers the dawn dj's at uh high wire lounge i believe and uh real great guy real super fun conversation hope you enjoy it and uh thanks for listening guys like for real moving forward we're gonna we're gonna hit the 20th mark and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun nah Hello, everyone, to another episode of Sales Talking. Today, I have... Well, how, how do you want me to introduce you, bro? Or you want to introduce Walters, yourself? Walters? Walters the Don. DJ Walters the Don. There you go. The Don Ferrari. Yeah. Chief Walters to my old, old friends. Ah, Chief Walters. Alexis to my family. Alexis. <laughs> I remember you as Alexis, my brother. Yeah, man, uh, we, we go way back. Yeah, man. we go way back. Ah, so, so, I mean, where should we start, man? What... What got you into music? Into DJing? Into DJing specifically? Or music in general, because you also well, produce, well, right? Well, music, bro. I, I've been in music since like 2010, you know, with my friends in high school and stuff. So we were just doing right. rap music and we were like grabbing instrumentals. And I remember like the first time we really dug into music, we were uh, listening to MERS, bro. Uh -huh. uh, the Pain, I think, is, is, is the song. It's by... Uh, really? Yeah, it's a beat by Ninth Wonder, and we loved it, bro. We, me and my friend Omar hopped on it. It's mm. like the first time ever rapping. And it's funny nice. because all that originated from Rock Band, bro. Like, we would, we would use the Rock Band mic uh -huh. and, like, just pause Rock Band and play music and freestyle, and, like, we'd use the TV as a monitor. Ah. And we'd just use the Rock Band mic. <laughs> and then amazing. one day, we went to my friend Christian's house, bro, and we are like, uh -huh. damn, man, this Rock Band oh. mic is... I'm sorry. Technical difficulties, real quick. Might be on me though. You good? You guys rock band? Yeah, so we were on the rock band. Yeah, yeah. And we realized the mic's USB. So sure enough, we finesse a way to put it onto the computer. Uh, we download Mixcraft. I remember it was the first program we ever used. And boom, bro. Ever since. You just got started there. At it, bro. Wow. I didn't actually start producing till uh like my um the end of my senior year in 2012 started producing music really made my first beat 2012 um dipped out to cali went to school for music really yeah came how back how long i was out that? there for almost a, a year exactly actually yeah yeah then i came back over here nice yeah crazy story about that too is like my they they literally called my mom calls me but my mom never calls me unless it's something important right and she's like hey uh your grandma's sick man like she's real sick and like you need to fly over here right now because they're gonna put her through surgery and they don't think she's gonna make it wow 
Yeah, like one of her intestines literally had like dried up, bro. And uh, she was like on blood thinners like the last five years. So like any sort of bleeding, you know, she was gonna, it's gonna bleed a lot. Bleed out, right? So I, dude, grabbed like two, uh, two shirts, like two pairs of jeans, yeah. and some socks, and I flew over here that same day, bro. Wow. Yeah, dude, crazy, bro. I get to the hospital and like everyone's like asking me like, cause I'm like the person who's like supposed to choose like, you know, to keep her like on the machines or what, you know, or like You're let the her one? go. Yeah, wow. cause I, I grew up with my grandma. Oh, okay. So, um, so I get to the hospital and all the doctors are talking to me and I just, I said, fuck it. Decided to wait it out, bro. Yeah. And fucking now my grandma's chilling, bro. Ah. Yeah, dude, she fucking gets up every morning, makes tortillas and shit. Healthy, really? she just, she just turned 90, bro. She did. Walks, talks, remembers most people. <laughs> Cooks, the important ones. dog, yeah, dude, yeah. and it's nuts, bro, because at that moment, bro, like, I, I thought I was making, like, a huge sacrifice, like, living over there and living the life I was, because over there, bro, I was going to school, mm -hmm. but most of the time after school, I was just like partying and like hanging out and like, I would work on music still, you know? And like, yeah. I was still real on my music tip, but just to think about like my whole family here, like I really could have been doing all that over here. Right. So I just like decided to kick it here with my family, bro. And dude, everything just started working falling out. into place. Yeah. Ain't that some beautiful stuff? Beautiful way wow. things work out like that. Damn, man. So, like, you, you, you wanted to go to Cali and learn, like, music and everything. So, you in high school, you found out you really wanted to do music in general, yeah. huh? Wow. Well, like, and it was just, like, experimenting with it? Was it the with the freedom you had with it? What was it? What, what it took really, you there? It really was that, I like, I knew that it was calling me, you know? Like, it, yeah. it's something that I sat down and I did one time and I knew for sure, like, damn, this is what I'm probably you know, gonna do for the rest of my life. And this yeah. is what I feel like I'm good at, you know? Right. Wow, man, that's yeah, awesome. Man. And then so, like, you went, I'm guessing that was your like, the one year over there and then you came back, right? So yeah, and I continue, like, I continue studying here and stuff. 2014, 2013 around That was uh, 20, yeah, that was like 2013 or, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe it was 2014. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I was literally one year, right after I graduated high school, bro. I remember right. I fucking, yeah, I sold my car. Dips. Saved up all this money, yeah. and dude, I had all these all these friends that were gonna go with me, bro. And it was gonna be like a huge like the a bunch of people that were gonna go with me, and it was gonna be cool. We we're gonna all find a good place together and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end, bro, nobody went with me, bro. And everybody backed out. They all backed out. Yeah, well, not everyone, bro. No. Uh, it was totally unplanned, bro. But my friend Tarzan, bro, he was going through a real rough time too. Oh yeah. We were coming back. Uh, I mean, when I was about to leave, it was two days before I left, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He calls me. He's like, hey, bro, like, I need to get out of here, man. Like, mm -hmm. let me go with you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, come through, bro. Wow. Uh, Tarzan had been saving up money for some time now, too. And boom, bro, we did. So it worked out. We were supposed to leave. We were supposed to leave uh, two days later. Uh -huh. We left the next day, bro. <laughs> we, went, we left early, bro. We lived off our rental car for like two, three days until we got our apartment. What? Then we got our apartment. Yeah, you just made it happen, we huh? Made it happen, dog. I took enough money for like three months of rent, wow. which was not cheap over there, bro. That shit was nah. expensive, bro. Me and Tarzan would share a room, bro. Yeah. 450 bucks each in a four bedroom, four bath. Are you serious? So ni 900 bucks a room, bro. Oh my Imagine God. Imagine that. 
Yeah, like oh. if we took all the rent from my roommates in California and we moved here, we'd be living in like a fucking house with like yeah. a tennis court and like. We'd be living the life. Yeah, here. dude. Yes. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, nuts, man. You see, like you guys just made it work over there and shit. Like, did you get like did yeah, you work? Yeah, dude. It? I had a I had an interview. Yeah. We both had interviews before we even got over there. Oh really? Yeah, we had them nice. set up and um, I got hired. My first job was with Kirby, bro. Kirby. It's like this finessing ass vacuum company <laughs> and like they had me like fucking cold call and like knock on random people's doors and try to sell yeah. their vacuums and shit bro that was my first ever job over there bro really and i was tripping bro because i hated it and, <laughs> and like they made it seem like such a front on craigslist bro they're like uh marketing job uh really need employees and stuff um immediate hire type shit and like they showed like a real good pay on there i was like hell yeah you know right, right up my alley I can, I can sell some shit i yeah. was in deca you know i've sold shit before right dude i get there bro and it's like a fucking vacuum company and i'm like <laughs> all right this can still work this is, <laughs> this is all right still <laughs> and then they're like yeah you guys uh have to lift some uh references uh, -huh. uh and then you're gonna call them tomorrow and uh we're gonna go and like present them like these vacuums and shit and i was like what like i don't even know anybody over here <laughs> I, I called tarzan and i was like hey bro tomorrow we me and my boss are gonna go do a presentation in front of you over at our apartments and he's like uh yeah cool cool and sure enough bro i show up i do like the little kirby vacuum presentation yeah. these motherfucking vacuums cost thousands of dollars bro but i did it bro i did it anyways i was yeah. there for like two weeks you were there for it yeah, I did it for like two weeks. Uh -huh. um, I never actually got to go out on the floor and sell. Like oh. it was just like the training. Yeah. But by then I had another interview at, um, it's called Delbert's Bodega, bro. It was a, it was a, Bodega. Yeah, it was a coffee shop right under my apartment complex. Oh, really? Yeah, so I got hired there, bro, and real nice people there, bro. They uh, took care of me and Tarzan for a long time, bro. That's awesome. Both got hired there and yeah. both worked there. Damn. So is, is Tarzan the same age as you? Yeah. He's younger than me, bro. He's younger than yeah, you. Yeah, he's like a year and a half younger than me. Wow, okay. Almost two years younger than me, actually. Okay, okay. Wow. Damn, so you guys have been hanging out for a while then, huh? Yeah, bro. Mm. We go back. Tarzan's cool. Tarzan's <laughs> mad, man. Tucson. I've never seen, met someone with so much, like, natural swag. Like, he's yeah. just like a cool, cool guy, man. Yeah, yeah. He's very, very cool, calm and collected and shit. Yeah. That's the truth. So... Then you were just like, you're just making it work over there in Cali and then you had to come back because of the emergency. And then what, you came back and you just like, you settled here? Like, like. Yeah, I felt, I didn't feel comfortable leaving my family here after like right. something so sketchy, you know? Of course, of course. And I felt like, damn, you know, like, like I told you earlier, like I was like, fuck, I'm really going to leave my family right here. All this stuff just right. happened. They're struggling here without me just so I can be out there. Right. Like living the life and right, shit, you right. know, like it, it, wasn't, it wasn't worth it to me. It wasn't equal. It wasn't. Wow. And it so like, to me. and so you came back, what was the, what was the next thing the that next brought step. you? Yeah, the next step. The I next guess step. Um, I still had money saved up from Cali. Yeah. The worst part about everything besides my grandma being sick mm -hmm. um, was telling Tarzan, bro. Mm, you know? Because yeah, yeah. Tarzan was still over there. Right. And right. Tarzan dude he he knew what's up already you know like yeah. he, he wasn't upset at me or anything right of course but also it was like a wake-up call for him too because like uh, a lot of time over there like uh, I, he would like depend on me to like not take care of him financially but just like when we're out like partying and shit like this was like hella rowdy like right. trying to scrap people whenever he got drunk 
and dog. He wasn't trying to scrap like people like yeah, his yeah, yeah. size. Mind you, Tar for people who don't know Tarzan, it's a tiny, <laughs> like skinny, <laughs> like uh, fucking shaggy looking motherfucker. Little bit, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, <laughs> this fool wouldn't try to fight like normal looking people. He'd find the biggest, scariest person that he could pick a fight with, <laughs> and he'd try to get into something with them, bro. Oh man, dude, there was a time where. There's this guy at our apartment, and uh, yeah. Tarzan had a half cigarette that he was using uh -huh. uh, to like, I don't know what the hell he was, I don't know, he had like a half cigarette left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy went and like, he smoked it, and Tarzan had told him not to smoke it, that it was his. And this guy that was at my house, we were partying, goes outside, uh -huh. smokes a cigarette. Tarzan's heated, bro. Mind you, this guy's huge, way bigger than me, like, Probably like 300 pounds, 6'1", 6'2", mm -hmm. big ass all-American looking dude. Jesus. Yeah, dude. And um, Tarzan starts talking shit and like the dude's laughing. Chris starts laughing and he's a, he was good friends with my other, my coworker, Roman Howard, and yeah. also real cool guy, video producer, oh, does yeah. a lot of stuff. Nice. But um, he, uh, they both start laughing because Tarzan's just so small, you know, compared to them. Right, and like, right. this guy's huge and they kind of just like laugh it off and he's letting it go and like, it's pretty chill. Like, they know Tarzan's drunk. Right. And Tarzan comes up and he socks him in the face, bro. Oh, And no. I was like, no, God, <laughs> no, why? Wow. And I tell him, I was like, dude, please, like, calm down, man. Like, Tarzan's like, not even half your size, bro. Like, you destroy this food. Like, yeah. just chill. Yeah. And dude, sure enough, bro, Chris, super cool guy, dude. He's like, yeah, man, like, fuck it, whatever. Right. And lets it go, bro. And Tarzan's still talking shit, bro. Oh and my like, God. I. And Tarzan socks him again, bro. Why? Again, after like five minutes, and he's still oh talking shit, he socks him again. And now this guy's like starting to get mad. And I, yeah, of calm, I calm him down again, bro. Dude. Again. Dude. Again. What a homie you are. I save him <laughs> again, bro. Tarzan hits him again, bro. Jesus. Three times, bro. Jesus. Two times I saved him. Yeah. Third time, guy gets up, bro. Yeah. He grabs Tarzan and he fucking like choke slams him into our TV. We had our TV hung. We had like this plasma no. TV that our apartment complex had gave us for moving in. Choke slams him into our TV. Our TV shatters, breaks, falls off the wall. Tarzan's all fucked up on the floor. Uh. And my homie, like, my homie Howard and Chris were just like, like, sorry, you know, like this guy's like definitely Firstly. stepped it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and dude, Tarzan, like the oh. next morning, he didn't even remember like half of it. Of course not. Yeah, but <laughs> but he was for back to back to when like I was like uh, actually living over here again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt bad telling Tarzan because he he moved out there with me, you know, and I felt like I was abandoning him and stuff. Mm -hmm. But he didn't take it that way. Like he knew I had to handle stuff. Yeah, and Tarzan did his thing out there, bro. He fucking grew up, fucking went to school, was uh, like uh, assistant chef at like some fucking recognized uh, places over there in really? San Diego, bro. And he was out there up until this year, bro. And he was killing it, bro. He had his own place, wow. little two-story spot in uh, El Cajon. Making it work. Whip. Dude, yeah, he was set over there. Wow. What made it come back? Same family, bro. Family. He just didn't feel like he had anybody out there in that his experience out there was done for him, you know, like he wasn't, right. he wasn't feeling the same as he was before. Wow. So he came back and now he's doing his thing here. That's awesome. Yeah, but um, Damn. after that, like literally like maybe like three weeks after yeah. 
I was back, like I already, I already knew that I was gonna stay. Yeah. And uh, I just started looking for ways to get money, bro. I was like, damn, I need a job, you know? Like of I can't, course. I can't not have money. And then I didn't have any clothes. I, I left all my shit in uh, in San Diego, bro. I had like two dude. pairs of pants, three shirts. I, I didn't even have underwear or socks, bro. Seriously. Yeah, yeah seriously, man. You really just came over. Here. Yeah, dude. I I just did, bro. Yeah. I did. Yeah, so what, did you leave all that stuff over there? Or? Yeah, eventually I got some of it back, but yeah. that was like months later, bro. Uh, I would assume so. so like, yeah. What, what was your first job back? Later. First job back, I was at, um, I was working for Target Warehouse. Yeah, Target Warehouse, bro. Wow. It was the wackest shit, bro. I remember just like, it was six, it was six to six, bro. 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Wow. Three, three days out of the week. And it, and it doesn't sound like much, but three uh, days back to back like that, and like sleeping during the day is hard, bro. Like it, it is. I'm a night person for sure. Yeah. And like sleeping during the day is hard, you know. Like yeah. you can't. That's hard. You can't do it. And then like on the first day that you were off, you have to recover because like you're just fucking tired. Right. The next day you get to enjoy because you have the day off. Yeah. And the next day you're already planning to go to sleep early because you know the next fucking day you gotta. You gotta work. You gotta work six to six, bro. I did that to like, to like February, and then um, up to like January, I think. And then I started working as a caregiver. I, I met this uh, boy. He has uh, his name's Noah. He has uh -huh. muscular dystrophy, bro. It's like a it's a disease where uh, it's a form of ALS. You know when people are doing like the ice bucket challenge and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that that's what. Uh, it's a form of yeah, it. Yeah, it's a form of it. Oh, so, okay. Um, I was helping him out, bro. Fucking great family, bro. And mm. I was chilling, dude, doing that for, I think, like, six months. Yeah. And real rewarding, bro. Like, I felt good helping him, you know? And he's young, yeah. bro. He's 17 right. at the time. And, dude, me and him had a lot of good experiences together, bro. Well, me and his family in general, dude, just, yeah. you know, we built a lot of good memories together. And, uh, it's an interesting job, Yeah, dude, it? when I first met him, he's, like, asking me all these questions. And, like, because he's never had a younger caregiver before. He's always had Old someone caregiver. elderly, you know? Right, he's, right. He's, like, asking. He's asking me about girls, asking me about the strip club. Right, He's asking right. me about like what chicks I think are hot, if I've got with any girls. He's like, you look like an older brother. Yeah, that's, that that's how I felt. Really. He's my yeah, little yeah. brother, man. And, For sure. Um, and he's like, dude, he's like, when I turn 18, he's like, you gotta take me to the strip club, man. You gotta take me to the strip club. <gasps> Good I was like, yeah, bro, yeah, I'll take you to the strip club, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Sure enough, bro, his 18th birthday rolls around. Yeah. And we go to the strip club, bro. I took him and his friends to the strip club. Uh. And, dude, he said it was the best day of his life, bro. <laughs> he loved it, bro. His friend, it was his uh. friend's first time at the strip club, too, and I drove him all over there. That's beautiful. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It, was a, it was a dope time. Good for him. And then, um, I think, uh, February, February 4th or February 6th, uh -huh. I got my studio here downtown okay and i started um <clears throat> i started producing more a yeah. small setup bro i had like one table in there right two little speakers and stuff like how, how'd you even find out about pennington like you're like whoa, whoa. so we went to record with this guy uh -huh. victor at pennington he was a he was a recording engineer there oh okay and i was in his studio and like i was watching him like like his workflow you know yeah and I thought to myself, like, man, everything this guy's doing right here, like, like I know how to do, and like, right. I know for sure how to do some stuff better than this guy. Uh. And uh, he told me, he's like, 
uh, not to knock Victor or anything, you know, right. but like he's like a real old school style right. engineer and stuff. Right. And uh, he was even on a different program than I was. He was on uh, Ableton, I remember. Ah. And I was doing everything on FL and I had gone to school for Pro Tools, so right. already it was just different for me. Right, right, right. Um, but he tells me, real kind guy, bro, real smart guy. He's right. like, uh, yeah, man, there's, there's sp spots uh, open around right here and um, you should check it out, man. It's a good uh. investment, it's not too expensive like all right cool and uh next day bro i hopped on it bro i called up frank guy uh, who runs that building yeah and sure enough bro i was looking at studios and everything was just like too big for me bro like it right. was just like these big rooms and like it was just way too expensive for me to do on my own and right. um uh, my friend uh mikey was trying to move into the studio with me too and like he was uh, producing and he was like writing music and uh rapping oh, and stuff so nice nice we ended up coming by this spot. He told me, he's like, well, this one's not really finished, man. But, I mean, you can check it out. Yeah. And we go in there, bro. And, like, first thing I notice is, like, this brown old-ass carpet on the floor, bro. Like, the thin-ass nasty one. Yeah. And it, that shit looked like someone had done an oil change on it or something, bro. Like, filthy, bro. Oh, All man. the walls had, like, ripped off, like, studio foam chunks. Weird Ooh. fucking drawings. Like, big-ass dicks drawn on it. And Jesus. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. A shit show. I guess there was like a, a grunge band in there for like three years before I moved in there. Good for them. Yeah, and like uh, <laughs> I told him, I was like, look, man, like cut me a deal on this place and like I'll take care of it for you. Like I'll clean everything. Yeah. I'll repaint it. I'll redo the floor. And you just cut me a cheaper rent. He yeah. was down, bro. That's awesome. And it happened, bro. Damn, three days later, bro. we had the whole place painted, revamped, no dicks on the wall. Really? <laughs> carpet. Bro. I finessed some red carpet from uh, the Expo Center, bro. They were giving away some free carpet on Craigslist. Ah. I got some free carpet from them. Yeah. I got a fucking rug doctor from Walmart. Yeah, yeah. I cleaned the carpet. And, dude, it was good to go, man. I mean, I didn't have equipment then. Yeah. You know? But, it, you but had, I had you a, had the spot. Yeah, I had the spot. I had a mic. I had two speakers in my computer. It was already more than I had before. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and it was awesome. my own spot. Yeah. And then um, just started building and building. And then um, throughout, like, the first two months, bro, I wasn't, like, uh, really trying to make money off of it because I knew it wasn't, it wasn't much yet. Right. And then I started, uh, I started uh, saving money from my caregiving job to build a booth. Uh-huh. And uh, I drew blueprints to the booth. I, I did uh, like all the research for it. Um, it's actually pretty like scientific. Um, I, I got it off of a. It's called Reverb Two on FL Studio. It's a it's a type of format that you use to make reverb and like you basically set the room size, um, so you can set like a certain amount of like uh, vibrations to bounce back from that like digital room right. in your recording. That's so there's a, there's a so there's a, a setting that I really liked uh -huh. where the booth it was like a, a hexagon, bro. <clears throat> it was a hexagon. It was good because you can make it smaller and bigger. And it was a yeah. Um, and to me, it was like the best, the best thing, you know. Yeah. And I drew it out, bro. I, I got all the best materials and fucking built it, bro. I hit up my homies. They're they're both like engineer majors and shit. Like they both go to school for engineering. Hit them up. They helped me like. Mm -hmm draw out some shit and fucking we put it together bro me and my homies so that's how you have that yeah the, the booth area yeah why it's shaped that yeah, way yeah dude negative negative 10 decibels in there like so like if you turned it down 10 
10 decibels if you turn a song down 10 ways yeah that's how much uh that's how much it reduces yeah. that in, in that area yeah you can you can wow. clap in there and there's like little to no reverb wow man yeah and, man. and you, you found that out because you were messing with the digital version in, yeah and in, in yeah and, and i made it with two two trifolds so it's not a completely enclosed hexagon so at uh, the end of the day if i wanted to put the walls straight across i can make a mixing room wherever i wanted Right. If I folded one into a triangle, I could make like a, a good room for like a, for like a guitar or like a right, right. like a violin or something. Wow. If I wanted to get some more reverb space for like for example drums, which you need reverb for, yeah, you c I could just spread both of the walls out and give the space to the room and still have enough sound reduction for like right. the instruments to sound individual. It's, it's, you know, you you got good sound. You you know like sound design and everything huh yeah like, yeah yeah you, you got that's, that that's what i went to school for in california my whole first classes nice. over there in california was studio design nice. um making um my stepdad uh helped me build um it's called the diffuser uh -huh. sound diffuser and it's basically like um like this wooden this wooden thing with like different dimensions that you're supposed to put in between both of your speakers uh -huh. And um, you you get it to the tone of your room, so you get the highest tone, the lowest tone of your room, uh -huh. the dimensions, how many corners your room has, and it basically helps you tone your room, so you so your room's like in tune. What? Yeah, crazy, bro. It was like it was it was a really good experience <laughs> making Man. it, making that specifically because it was with my stepdad, bro. And like never That's had awesome. a, had never had a father figure or anything like that, you know. No. I was with my mom, my grandma, right. and this is the first time I ever bonded with him, like really, right. really bonded with him. Like, wow, dude, he hooked it up, bro, and he fucking taught me a lot of shit. Damn, and it fucking came out dope. He saved me like three hundred fifty bucks that Fuck I would have normally yeah. spent on the internet. Yeah, trying to buy one, and it's legit, bro. Now, now I got a bunch of shit, you know. Yeah, now yeah, I, yeah. Now the studio's making money. Yeah, fucking everything's going good, man. Yeah, man. Damn, you just like went for it, bro. I like how dude, like, it just fell it, fell into place, man. It did, bro, but it's nerve-wracking man i had to take a lot of risks bro oh yeah man but that's like a lot of risks that's uh that's part of it it's it's like a leap of faith in the sort of sense yeah so you also work f with the radio right yeah it's another <laughs> that's another nutty thing that happened like how, uh, how that happened bro so um uh basically I had gone out with my friend Randy one night. Yeah. And it was his birthday. And uh, we were ha hanging out in my studio before. We were getting hammered, getting ready to come out downtown. Yeah. And uh, we walk out, we come downtown, and we meet up uh, at High Wire Lounge, bro. Uh -huh. He introduces me to DJ Apprentice. Oh. Yeah, he introduced me to DJ Apprentice and um, hung out all night. Actually, I met DJ Apprentice that night. I met uh, Mario from Rival and from uh, Rival Sneakers. Wow. And uh, a couple other people that were with them, I I'm not sure who it was, but that was like the most like, I don't know, like, it, I had never really met someone like that far up in the game, you know, right, like, at the time. Of course, so of course. Meeting them was like, oh shit, like damn, these guys are dope, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, they like took me under their wing, bro, and like the whole night went partying and they paid for all my stuff got me hammered we ended up going to apprentice's apartment and we just chopped it up and we just kind of been friends ever since wow we were friends for a while now and uh basically 
um, I don't know how it came up really that, that I started wanting to work for the radio station. Mm-hmm. I, kn- I knew it was a goal of mine eventually. Mm. But I wasn't even into DJing yet, bro. He just knew I produced and I engineered it. He knew I had a studio and he I like he liked my sound and stuff, he liked yeah. my beats. And um, one day we were at Highwire and he's like, Yeah man, like you gotta learn how to DJ, bro. Like DJing's sick, it's easy, fucking get you paid, yeah. get you some money and stuff. For sure. He's like, Yeah, cool and um Randy had a little DJ set, bro. Fuck dude, I I will never repay Randy for all the stuff he did for me, bro. That food changed my life, bro. Yeah. Um, he let me borrow right. this, uh, he let me borrow this small little Pioneer DJ set, bro. Uh-huh. And I started practicing how to DJ. I didn't know how to mix yet, so I was just like, I knew how to work the MPC, so like, I was just like, literally setting cue points, yeah. like on an MPC and like, doing remixes like that and like, bringing them in <laughs> and slamming records, it's called slamming records, like when you just, you wait for like, the peak moment of a record and then, Boom, you, you drop the next one. Yeah, one. so I was yeah, doing that. Yeah. And uh, like uh, every Thursday, I'd go hang out with Apprentice right there at High Word. He'd teach me a little bit. Nice. And like, uh, like uh, maybe like a month, two months later, bro, uh-huh. Apprentice calls me. He's like, yeah, bro, what's up? What are you doing? I was like, nothing, man. I'm just right here chilling at the studio, hanging out. Yeah. He's like, yeah, bro, I got you a gig at Reforma. And I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, man, I got you a gig at Reforma on Fridays. And like, mind you, Reforma on Fridays is like the littest <laughs> fucking thing, bro. And I was like, bro, I don't even know how to DJ that much yet. How you, how'd you go and get me this? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know how to spin that well. He's like, yeah, bro, uh, we're going to start this Friday. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. And dude, we went. And me, and, me and Randy went and did the gig at Reforma, bro. And I mean, like, it wasn't... It wasn't bad, bro, but it wasn't good, that's for sure. (laughs) It wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't good, and, like, uh, shout out uh, Seta and DJ Sue, bro, because they they really helped me out, too, bro. And and they stuck with us, bro, and we were doing doing our thing there for a while. Mm -hmm. And then, um, eventually, I just really sunk deep into the DJ game, bro, and, like, actually learned how to mix from Kid Cuts and... DJ Apprentice, fucking Sue. Everyone was trying to teach me, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude uh, had good guidance, bro. And I learned, bro. And I, and I got pretty good. And then uh, they uh, opened up on Sunday nights. They, they used to be closed at High Wire Sundays. And they opened up uh, Sundays for me so I can start so a night there. Generally. Yeah. So uh, I started DJing at, at High Wire, bro. And that's awesome. Damn, man. Now, now it's my residency right there, bro. And I love High Wire, man. Like, yeah. It's my my home bro i'll never leave that place y'all do the most for that place that's awesome man yeah dude but now my fucking my djing shit's on point and yeah. then uh i was gonna apply right around that time that i got my djing gig at the radio station uh-huh. and it was kind of like a weird time because randy had just got fired from the radio station and he was the one who kind of told me about it to apply there and stuff yeah he had just got fired bro oh shit yeah dude and it was over some dumb shit too you know it wasn't really like his fault but yeah um uh i wait bro i wait it just didn't feel like the right time right i wait and then one day i was like i was chilling in my studio and i was like what the fuck like how am i gonna let this opportunity pass like you know like i gotta do this yeah and i go online and check for the job opening bro and it's gone the job opening's gone bro yeah, dude, and I was fucking so salty at myself. Dude. I was disappointed, 
and like you name it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, go on to three, four months later, bro. This first of all, for those four months after the, like my first gig at Highwire. Yeah. Which I wish I remembered when, but I I don't. Um, but like in those next four months, bro, I like grew from every angle, bro. Like I really like turned up my my producing game, my engineering game. I had sunk all my money into my equipment. Nice. And I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this job as soon as this, this job comes open again. Yeah. Sure enough, bro. Started working out. Had a couple famous people come through to the studio. Wow. Did a lot of work for. Um, you go on, you like go Borderland Theaters, I did a lot of work for the locals here. I did oh, nice. work with Dexter, uh, Warhol SS, the guys who made that Chill Bill song from San Diego. You know, I had the ball rolling pretty nice, and like I just wanted to go deeper into music, bro. And yeah, uh, job pops up again, bro, for a promotional. Um, and I applied, bro, and I got the job. Damn. Yeah, and like promo isn't like what everyone thinks it is you know like it's it's literally like a foot in the door but what you're right. doing in promo is like you're going to set up outside like a curacao or like outside a uh, fucking metro pcs or something right you know? and and uh you go out and you get free gifts and i mean mm-hmm. not not to knock anybody doing in the promo game because that's how everyone starts off bro but of course, of course. like i'm i'm i don't know why i'm like this but every time i have like a, an accomplishment like a goal that i want to reach as soon as i reach it it's like I'm not satisfied. Right. Like I don't even get to enjoy it and take it in that I accomplished you something just so great. Just like I'm next. Yeah, and then as soon as I was a promo person, I loved being a promo person for like a month, and I was like, damn, like what the fuck? Like What's I'm next? just a promo person. Like I need to be something bigger. Dude. What is this? Like I, I ain't doing shit. Like this is this like some minimum wage shit. Like you ravenous, I love bro. it. I love it, but I gotta do more. Like, I gotta do more. Right, right, right. So I started uh, talking to like. Uh, the my bosses bro and i told him like hey um get me some media passes to these concerts and stuff and like yeah. i'll start shooting videos and stuff for nice. you and like making recap videos and me and my homie christian bro we would go and like we would post up at these places and uh just wait until like my job was over uh-huh. and then i would go into the venue and record the yeah. concerts and take pictures for the radio station run their social nice and uh and thank god for christian bro because he, he helped me a lot too yeah and um dude after after a while bro we just we just made some dope shit yeah we just made some dope shit and it they started recognizing it and they started recognizing it at the radio station and uh this other guy was gonna be um going out to chicago and they needed someone to replace him and um i knew that was gonna happen but before then my uh this other guy Ramin, he told me he's like hey man there's gonna be a job opening in phoenix uh-huh. for a video and oh, like, oh and he's always like, he's like yeah man it's full time i'm like you should apply yeah and i said fuck it bro and i applied bro and i did my thing and um didn't even get a call back bro guy from phoenix didn't even call me back really didn't even call me back i was fucking disappointed as hell <laughs> you can imagine and uh like two weeks later that guy ends up leaving. The right. guy who said he was gonna leave, he leaves, and uh, they call me into a meeting, bro. And they're like, "Hey, man, like, what's your future with the radio? Like, what do you expect from the radio station and stuff?" And uh, I was like, "I don't know, man. Like, I'm just trying to move up. I'm trying to be on air eventually." And um, they offered me um, 
well, before I, before I get to that, before I get to that, yeah. a month, the month that I had applied to go and work in Phoenix, mm-hmm. I had quit my job as a caregiver. Because, mm. like, I was already getting a lot of business at the studio. Right. And I would, like, run back and forth from the studio and my job a lot. And, mm. like, it was just time, bro. Like, I, I yeah. knew that I knew that if I dove into music and just did music and depended, like, mm. my whole life and money on music, yeah. that was going to happen. Because sure. it has to happen. Like, it just didn't. There was no way I, I could fail because I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to go hungry, A. Right. I had bills, B. So mm. I was going to make the music shit happen. Yeah. So I quit my job, get denied that job. And then Damn. I later get offered that guy's other position. So yeah. now I'm the online content coordinator for iHeart right here in the Tucson region. Really? Yeah. Um, Bro. So, like, I handle everything that goes online, uh, all the socials and stuff. Me and my partner at Simba, shout out, fucking. Dude, I thought I was a hard worker as girl at Simba, bro. Beast, bro. Ah. She fucking kills it on Photoshop. She fucking kills it on Premiere. She knows how to fucking code. She knows how to, wow. like, dude, she taught me so much shit in, like, a week, bro. Dang. But, dude, now my position there is just, like, incredible, bro. I love my job, man. Yeah. And, like, my bosses are sick, bro. And, like, they, they really cherish me at work. And, like, huh. you know, they've told me that they're happy that I, I got to stay there. And yeah. I'm happy I got to stay here instead of move over to Phoenix, bro. For sure. And, uh, dude, it just, it just blew up, bro. And, like, everything's been going so smoothly ever since. Nice. So, so then when did you when did you get that job specifically? Was it this year? Was it last year? It was this year. This year. This year. Dang. Yeah. How's that like, feel? It feels great, bro. Yeah. What do you have to do as a as a so as I a handle like so like I handle like all like the social posts that go up on like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We yeah. run like huge accounts on online for them. Like wow. Me and me and um, my partner at Simba, we do like. Mm-hmm. We went from like 1.8 million impressions on on Facebook for yeah. like Hot 983. Yeah, we 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 pumped that to like we're like at eight million now a week. Wow. We do like anywhere from like eight to nine million a week. Dang. Yeah, and that's just on Hot alone, bro. Like we still got KRQ, My 929, Tejano 1600, Ooh. KTCR 97, One the Bull. Damn. Yeah, so it's nuts, bro. So we, like, we literally have... You're getting... Uh, that's we so literally funny. have, like, one of the most important jobs. <laughs> we handle all of, like, the promotional contests. So, like, yeah. oh, yeah, listen to the cue to call type shit. Or right, uh, right. go submit something online. Like, all those pages that are up line, right. online. It's us. Wow. Yeah, Damn, dude. dude that's nuts, crazy bro. to have that job, and man. again, bro, again, now I'm like, what? Like, now I'm like, now what? Now what's next? Now what? Not to, like, undermine my position because I love it. Right. But now it's like, you know, I'm so, I'm getting so good at this. Like, my, I don't want to forget my goals, bro. Like, my goal is is to be a DJ on air, bro. And Mm. to be, like, on Hot 98.3. Or wherever they would decide I'm a good fit for, bro. Like, that's my goal, bro. And, like, for a long time, I I started, like, uh, like, drifting away from that. As far as my radio career, because I was doing so good in the digital realm. Of course. But um, now it's like, now that I got the digital realm covered and I know I can do it, and my bosses know I can do it, mm-hmm. now I'm just working on my mixes and like creating, um, creating these mixes for them so I can show them like, hey, and like I don't even tell them I work on mixes. Like they brought up like other positions for me before, like after hours for Hot 98.3. Right. So like nine to like four in the morning. Mm. but like 
that's a real schedule. I know some DJs here in town, bro, that were doing that for years, bro. Ooh. And they never moved any other place, bro. And like, Ooh. I wasn't about to put myself in that spot. You know, I'm not gonna set myself nah. up to fail or let them get comfortable with me in a spot like right. that. Yeah, yeah. So I literally um, just kind of like uh, sat, like laid low, worked on my mixes, bro. And like, and right now I'm in the process where I'm just waiting, like showing them that I can do all of my digital work while I'm working on all these mixes. So when mm. I present it to them, it's like, damn, like when this kid have time to do all this stuff, you know? <laughs> so they don't think I'm going to leave my digital work behind so Dude. I can be on air. Right. But you're that's that, what I want. You're handling it both. Yeah, yeah, and that, but that's what I want, bro. That's some that's ambition, my brother. Dude. You, 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 you hungry, Shooting. man. Now, now my oh, question to you, brother, is like, since you have a pattern, is, is the, the North Star of being a DJ on air the real star? No. No? No. No, it's another fucking stepping stone, isn't it? For it's, you? A, it's a stepping stone, bro. Yeah, it's another fucking stepping My platform and like... Uh, yeah, of course. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to do great in radio, bro. And like, I'll, oh, I'll yeah. put my, my whole heart into radio. I bet you because, will. Because it, it's done a lot for me, bro. And it, it really opened my eyes to like a lot of the the music scene and how like the, the business really works, bro. Like, right. people say like, you got to know someone. Like, you really got to fucking know someone. Like... <laughs> You really, really do, bro. Like, all these record execs that come by, bro, mm-hmm. they'll push records to us. And uh, they'll come out and take us on, like, fancy fucking dinners and lunches, mm-hmm. you know, do their thing. Sounds like, a, us. sounds like those uh, those uh, fucking the drug makers who take out the doctors and be like, oh, like they gave them a nice yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to yeah. make sure to tell the people to take our drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that type of deal. Yeah. But not a shady, fuck that. Um... <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> sorry for the comparison. I couldn't. Help no, it. no, it, it, it's all it's all good. But like, uh, like literally, like, and we have on the other hand, like thousands of people, thousands and thousands of people with like independent labels, like trying to send us their music. Right. I mean, it could be the great fucking the best best song, bro. But right. if you don't know that person in the game, bro. Right. If you don't know a program director, if you don't know a PD. You're not connected with D. Wayne Chavez. You're not connected with like Ramin Madini, like Ramin Madani. Um, yeah. Like you're not, you're not gonna get anything like that on air. Ooh. And like that goes for all the radio stations, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, it's really nuts, bro. Like being an artist is a, it's a whole other ball game, bro. Like you really just gotta not burn any bridges, bro. Yeah. Cause you never know the person who, who you could have been, you know fucking talking shit to or talking shit about mm-hmm. that person could be the next biggest person and you burn that bridge bro and it'll never happen yeah but my wow. ultimate ultimate goal bro just being a, a, a actual music producer like i want to i want to make albums bro i want to produce albums mm-hmm. i want to engineer albums i want to write songs and i want to say like all right i want this person to rap this first and then i want uh, this person finished a song and this guy's gonna do the chorus. That's my goal. Like, You're like, it's, to me, that sounds like DJ Khaled. What yeah, he does. like actual producing. Fuck yeah, that's yeah. that's why. That's what. The yeah, t- that's what DJ Khaled does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And dude, and, and DJ Khaled, bro, fucking tremendous, bro. Once he started putting his mind into that, bro, I mean, yeah. he's had some of the greatest hits, bro. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I got a, a real ear for music and a real vision as to like where music's going. Yeah. And um, I know the business side of it, and dude, I'm ready to make it happen, man. You're going for it, bro. I'm going, dude. I don't release any of my beats online. I I hold on to all my shit. Uh-huh. I only give uh, leases to like people who come into my studio and rap at my studio. 
Wow. Uh, like preserve everything so it doesn't get stolen. And then when the time yes. is right and I meet the right, the right people, I have all this product that isn't out in the world already, that isn't being used by fucking 50 people from Tucson, 60 right. people from Tucson. Like it's still valuable, you know? Dang. And it's crazy because like now I've taken some of my really, really old beats mm. and I've just revamped them with all the knowledge I have now. Right. And it's just been better, and it's kind of addicting holding on to my music now, just because I know <laughs> I'm getting better and better. And then it's a curse because I'm not yeah. releasing any music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I might drop something. I might drop something for my birthday. My, my birthday's in uh, two days, bro. November Is it thirty. Two days. Ah, November shit, 30th, bro. bro. So I, I might drop a little. You should something. you should drop something, bro. Because I'm, I'm I'm interested in hearing what you I make, will, man. I will. I'm gonna. I'll drop something. Yeah, I'll man. drop something for my birthday, bro. Dude, that is so like you have nothing out. You have any? I mean, I have I have a couple of stuff out, but yeah. like real but none, chill. Like yeah, it's not, it's not and it's all lease, none, no exclusives out. Uh, no exclusives out. Okay. Yeah, wow. Damn, dude, that that's crazy, man. You, yeah, it's nutty, bro. You're going for it, bro. That's respect, I'm doing man. It, bro, I'm I'm never gonna stop, bro. Yeah, I don't think you are. Never gonna stop. I don't think and you like, are. Man. Anybody out there who's making music or yeah. is an artist or whatever it is that you're gonna do. Just don't stop. Like you just gotta keep keep it going and keep doing it. And whenever you feel like everything is going to shit, like just work harder, find another end, get yourself plan B and plan C to make your fucking plan A work again. Like, <laughs> dude, I've had I've had some tough times, bro. Yeah, I've had some real tough times, bro. Like yeah. I've had like the people who I got my studio with originally. Mm-hmm. Two months later, two months in, bro, they bailed on me, bro. Jeez, bailed on me. Um, for the, I mean. For understandable reasons, you know, they had right. other responsibilities and right, right, right. Um, they weren't doing what I was doing in the studio. I was mm-hmm. I was making money in my studio, and they were just rapping and producing at my studio. Oh. You know, so they weren't seeing any income, and so to them it was an expense. Right. But then I had to come up with the other half of rent, mm. and I was like, shit. Well, you know, got a, a lot of other expenses already, but dude, right. fucking worked made it, harder, bro. Made it work. Made it happen, dude. Dude. Respect, bro. Like respect. I always wondered what your story was, man. Because like, just like, just like happenstance and like getting to know you and shit again. And that shit was like, dude, from random, bro. From us chilling at Gallego, bro. Chilling in Gallego. Gallego, bro. Elementary school. Elementary school. Uh, to think I see you again, and I see you just like working on music. When was the first time I saw you again? Um, at uh, Enrique's beat release party. At, yes, uh, La Pilita, bro. Yes, that's yes. That's when we, we linked up again. That's where it was. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't forget, bro. Yeah, shit, that was it. Then you were like, that's when you told me you had a studio and shit, and that surprised me. I was like, what? You working on music? Like, that was cool, bro. Mad respect. Yeah, brother. dude, but still at it, bro. Mad respect. Never gonna stop. You going for fucking it, man? To the ground, bro. What's um? Since since it is uh. What place you hope to be? Who is like if you want to like name like maybe five artists you really want to work with that you know of currently? Who would you want to work with? That I already have met. No, and like say in that, the future that I'm imagining yeah, yeah, working yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I I <laughs> love right now currently. If I could do some songs, yeah, like and I had the resources, yeah. I put. Drake, uh-huh. Drake and Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. You guys, do you know who Bad Bunny is? I have no idea. Latin, Bad Latin Bunny. trap artist, bro. He's coming up real strong with like Osuna oh. and uh, uh, Maluma okay. and um, J Balvin. Okay. I met J Balvin in LA actually at ComplexCon. Wow, so that was pretty nuts. 
and I would Damn. do um I would uh dude if I really really had the power and resources dude I'd do I do another Outcast album bro and oh, I'd bring Big Boy and, uh, and Andre another Outcast album Andre three thousand wow. game fucking do something like that wow. as far as women bro uh, I really like this artist Dreezy right now Dreezy yeah she she just came out with a track with Kodak Black <clears throat> and um, let's see uh, Princess Nokia she's cool yeah Princess Nokia sick bro she's, yeah. she's super dope um, let's see uh, I think all time best collab would be like Beyonce Beyonce, Shakira, and then any guy, but any, any guy. guy, but any guy that that was like, just to like fill in like little pieces, cause right. it's hard to compete against yeah, them too. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that, bro. But um, yeah, those two getting together was something. Someone did that shit once, right? I heard, uh, I heard a lot of rumors of um, Cardi B having a track with a Beyonce, bro. Really? Yeah, there's an unreleased Cardi B Beyonce track. What? Out there. That and their producer sounds interesting. Their producer actually tweeted it out, bro, and like he wasn't supposed to, and they fucking grilled him. <laughs> they grilled that fool for saying something like that, and I'm I, it's in the works, and it's Cardi B's been holding off on her album a lot, bro. She was gonna drop it, and her label basically said like, you should just wait until you get what you really want. Because Cardi B is like one of the fastest rising artists there's ever been, bro. Yeah, Number that's one, super fast, no, right? Her number one hit, bro, stretched for like three weeks, bro. A girl holding the number one spot. Uh-huh. Uh, it's her the longest running time ever. Really? Cardi B. Wow. Yeah. She's Damn. already she's already triple platinum. Damn. Triple platinum just off that song, bro. And I mean, I, I mean, now she's on Motorsport. Now, well, she did that uh, lick song with Offset. Uh-huh. Looking like I got a lick. Uh-huh. And then. Um, that's all I've, I've really heard so far, bro. But I know she, I know wow. she has a lot left, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a lot. So she a has a whole left. album, and they just don't want. They just keep, they keep waiting to like release it when it. Yeah, time when is it's right. perfect. When when her album's perfect, bro. Because ah. she has she has such a huge platform right now, and like she can right. really make this a, a long time thing. You know, like a right. real a real she can make project. Beautiful. Yeah, bro. And like I feel mm-hmm. like you know that's what they're working for. And that's respect. I really, really hope that's they make that happen, bro. But there's a lot of other artists, bro. Like it doesn't even have to be like number one hit songs. Like yeah. there's artists that that the radio never even thought would make it to the radio. Right. Dude, Lil Pump, Lil Pump, bro. I I mean, not my choice of music originally. You know, right. like that that new style rap and stuff. Like yeah. not to bash on or anything, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't appealing to me at first. Right. And then I started listening to him, and I and I heard like D Rose, and then I heard uh, Gucci Gang, and when I heard Gucci Gang, I was like. All right, like this is catchy, but it's just like, it's just like uh, I don't know, like uh, it's just catchy. Yeah, it's just catchy. <laughs> and um, I saw on YouTube one of his shows, bro, and his yeah. shows were crazy, bro. Packed, right. packed. Kids were into it, bro, and yeah. that's when I knew, like, damn, bro, like this, this, these people are making music for their shows. Yes, they're making music to go and perform on stage rather than making music that you would normally just like just listen to here on your headphones. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not, it's not like. That's what's like happening. when I plug in into my headphones, like I hear like some J Cole. I'll, I'll try to hear some like more mellow, chill stuff, yeah, some yeah. thinking stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. when I go to a show, you know, we're trying to wild yeah. out. Yeah. Like imagine like Lana Del Rey. 
great artist, yes. great music, yes. beautiful, sings beautiful. Yes. Her songs are great, but you go to a Lana Del Rey show and like you're seeing Lana Del Rey sing, and like it's just like okay, right? You know, like it, it'd probably have to be like a dinner style occasion yeah. for me to like really, really put it. It makes there, sense, you know. I get that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like to me, when I go to a show, I want to be like fucking full energy everything loud and shit and like that's yeah. what these new kids are doing bro for sure for sure and bro. all these soundcloud rappers are that makes sense are making it bro because of that because of people that. love their shows that's what it is yeah man and and dude Lil pump bro fastest rising fastest rising song in ages bro the shortest fastest rising song in ages huh. bro dude there was at some point he peaked at number three i think on the billboards really peaked at number three with gucci <laughs> gang Holy that shit. means he was above taylor swift he was above Selena Gomez. He was above Jay-Z. He was above a lot of other pretty incredible artists, bro. Wow. And it was because of the kids, bro. They, they love that type of music, bro. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of people think it's like just like drug-using music and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like all the Zanny movement but and stuff. But nobody's paying attention. Like, yeah, nobody's really paying attention just... to like... Because like not every kid out there... I mean, obviously it's had an effect on the youth. Right. Like, don't get me wrong, but yeah. there's other kids that listen to it that just love the song because of the energy, bro. Right. Like, my little sister loves Gucci Gang, bro. Like, really? that's her. She told me the other day it's her favorite song. And I was like, <laughs> like what the heck? Like, I'm thinking, like, damn, he says, my bitch love doing cocaine. <laughs> just fuck the bitch. I forgot her name. And, like, I'm thinking, like, damn, that's my sister's favorite song. And, and I, knew, like, I knew at that point, like, it's because of the music itself, like, the beat, the energy she feels right. from me, and, like, Mind you, my sister's seven, you know, young, bro. Young. Yeah, dude, and young. like, um, dude, I'm happy for all like all these artists that are coming up like that. Bro. Yeah, like, for I sure. Don't ever, I don't ever wish anything bad to them, just because like, like me and my my girlfriend have this argument all the time. Like, we're like, no, nah, like that. She's like, that's trash music. Like, we shouldn't playing that shit. Like, you shouldn't be enticing that stuff to go on the radio and stuff. She can. She can. I was like, I was like, to me, I see a bunch of kids, bro, that had probably little to nothing just like how most of us did growing up bro and like finally they found this way bro to finally blow up bro mm -hmm. and they found and they found out it was through like these random weird songs they were doing bro mm -hmm. and now they got now they got money now they can feed their families can't judge now it. they got careers now they got a future they're feeding themselves yeah man. bro and to me anybody anybody who makes it however if you're a fucking stripper porn star whatever you know like if you're making it and you're happy fucking made it do it do it like doesn't matter what anybody else thinks everybody's yeah. gonna take do we were rapping about drugs and alcohol and mm -hmm. all this other fucked up shit when we were young too true it's that, not bro. just now true that we used to sing fucking rolling down the street in my six fold yeah. slapping the bitches jocking the hoes and this is like when we we're little and we we're talking about fucking abusing women yeah and like you know to us it wasn't like yeah Use women right song, no you know? it was that's how that's it's the feeling yeah, yeah so the these kids feeling. not all of them are about like using no, drugs it's not at all it's the also, feeling yeah the yeah. attitude absolutely that's what it is and, and that's and that's people look at things on the face of them they don't they don't process them as a whole and that's that's the bad part yeah. that's where people like it's like uh it's not taking in all the information 
You should tell you later. You should tell you later. I do. Like, like, I do. Nah. She doesn't give a fuck, though. She's like, nah, they're ruining the kids ah. out here. They're ruining the kids. They're ruining kids. They can do it another way. She sounds like an old person. Nah. <laughs> she, know, she knows what's up, too. She, she nah, of course. Me, so. Of course. Of course. <laughs> she keeps me on my, on my toes. We, okay, always, bro. we always debate shit all the like, time. If it's too personal of a question, you don't have to answer. But how long you two, you guys been together? How long you been in a relationship? Uh, going on like a year and a half, bro. Oh, that's nice, man. That's yeah, nice. Man. First okay. time I felt like I met someone, I f- like felt like it was like, like my soulmate, you know. Really, bro? Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, man. He said it live, so like live. everybody hears it now. Live. It's all yeah. my old bitches out there. Sorry. Ah. It's probably done for. It's probably done for. I got a lot of good Die. friends. I got a lot of good friends to all my old bitches ah. out there. They're good men too. I promise. It's ah. ah, beautiful. Oh, that's great, man. Dude, you've 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 inspired me. I feel hungry now. Um, I, I can't see what I can't wait to see what you do, bro. Like, I can't wait to see what you do, man. I'm a fan, bro. Like I'm a, I'm fan, a fan of you. I'm a fan. Respect, of you. man. Thank you, thank Absolutely, you. Bro. We're at we're at we're at 55 minutes, bro. We can, oh wow. We can end it there. Yeah. Um, let the people know where they can find you. Um, find me, Walter the Don, on everything: Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Highwire Lounge, Sunday nights. 8 to midnight, every other Thursday at Highwire Lounge, Apprentice and Friends. Hit me up, man. Beautiful, Anytime, bro. anytime. Beautiful. Thank you, man. Thank hey, you for thank your time. Thank you for having me, brother. Thank really you guys for listening. It, and we'll catch you on the next one. Later, brother. Bye, man.